Everybody, welcome to Soul Food with Father Ben. It's great to have you. Many of us have probably heard of Chef Emeril Lagasse, who's a pretty well-known chef in the United States. He owns many restaurants in the Louisiana area and has had multiple cooking shows and um, a lot of things in the food world. He was the former chef of Commander's Palace in New Orleans and has really done a lot and certainly a lot of good uh, for the food world in the United States. So we went to the same cooking school, Johnson & Wales University, and he always used to come back and hire our graduates, and as one can imagine, most of the graduates are very eager to work for Chef Lagasse. And one of the things that I respect about uh, Emerald Lagasse is he would pay them well, but he would always make them start at the bottom of the restaurant, the, the lowest tier, and work their way up. So if they wanted to be, say, a sous chef, they would always have to start as a busboy. Then they went go to waiting tables, and then bartender, and then washing dishes, and then assistant waiter, then waiter, and then prep cook. So he would make them work their way up. And as one can imagine, about 95% of the people that he hired uh, would quit. So he had a very select few that would stick with him. Now, he paid them well, but many of them, their ego did not want to uh, allow them to be a busboy, right, um, after having graduated from cooking school and very proud of their degree. And uh, that was the goal, of course, as he was trying to weed out those without a bit of moral character so that he had the cream of the crop. And I have to say I really respect that because um, I don't have to tell you that many in our culture have lost not only a sense of moral character but also of simply work ethic. And I'm sad to say many in my own generation have lost a sense of both of those. And how do we, it does beg the question, doesn't it, though, how do we build up moral character? What is moral character? So moral character, of course, is generally defined, um, if we look at the Greek philosophers, for instance, or the lives of the saints, it's how we behave and how we react in times of stress, and not even in times of stress, on a daily basis. What is your moral character when tested? If it's D-Day, for instance, June 6th, 1944, and you're getting out of the boat, and you're storming the beach at Normandy, and you're 18 years old, nobody would blame them for being terrified and seeing death all around them. On the other hand, if one is on a business trip, uh, for business, and you go, say, to Connecticut for business, and we're at the bar and we have a couple drinks and we start flirting with somebody, but we're married, okay? What is your moral character when tested with temptation? And this is an important point because what happens there, usually when people fail in moral character, let's say it's something more innocuous like gossip, when they fail, they're usually ridden with shame or guilt. So the difference between shame is shame says that I am a bad person. Shame is usually the result of repeated poor decisions. Guilt, however, is when we make uh, one or two or three 
bad decisions and our conscience tells us that, okay, this is not good, you need to fix it. Let's say we were short-tempered with our spouse. And guilt can be a good thing because it can kind of bring us back to the right path. But shame can ultimately really destroy and annihilate someone's self-esteem in the realization that we are loved. However, um, when we have moral character and we ignore moral character, um, when we have a conscience and we ignore our conscience, I should say, we destroy slowly our moral character. So it's very important for us to develop um, what's called a habitual disposition to do the good, as Thomas Aquinas said. It's how we defined virtue. And the more we grow in virtue, the more we practice virtue, the more we grow and we become a man or woman of moral character. God bless you.